Hi, everyone, and welcome to Grieving Normal, where we talk about all things parenting and autism. Join us as we laugh, share, and connect on this journey we're on together. Welcome back to Grieving Normal. We're going to be talking a little bit about the grieving process. Um, I know that this can be a difficult you know, conversation that we can have sometimes, especially for, you know, parents that have children with autism. And, you know, me personally, I feel like it was an eye-opening situation because I really didn't think that there was, you know, anything really going on until my wife uh, brought it to my attention. But, you know, we could, I, I honestly felt like my child was just a superhero <laughs> as she uh, loves to be throughout the day. And, you know, I didn't feel anything was different with her. I was just like, oh, that's just my baby. But, you know, it's good to, you know, have someone there that really, you know, looks into the details of things. So, yeah, let's jump into it. Yeah, so as Greg said, talking about the grieving and the grief of this journey and I feel like sometimes you you know people don't have the word the active word for it and the feelings that come with it and it's really grief because it's just like you have you have this idea and this thought and this picture of what you imagine your life would be like with your child and quickly you get a reality check of, no, this is not going to be that. And so as you are going through the process, like it's really heartbreaking a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. Even as selfish as that can sound, because it's like, how is it heartbreaking? You're not the one <laughs> with autism. But it's, you know, you just have these societal expectations, these personal expectations even familial expectations because, you know, sometimes family has history of scholars or of musicians or all these things. And it's like, well, my kid doesn't quite fit into those boxes. And so you, it weighs on you. And so, um, the biggest thing for me is when I realized I was grieving, I realized it when we kept having to have these appointments. We kept going from doctor to doctor, evaluation to evaluation, therapy to therapy, daycare to daycare, just all of these things. And the reoccurring word is, well, on a normal scale, or she's not performing normally, she's not at level, she's not doing things, or we would expect the kid her age to do this, and she's not doing that. And because Bailey was born right before the pandemic, honestly, we really hadn't been around any other children. So even though we knew something was different, we didn't realize the extent or how far behind she was. And so you start even feeling responsible for it. Like I can tell you that, you know, mom guilt is hundred thousand time percent real. And then you add this cluster of things And it just magnifies it. It just makes it so much bigger. And honestly, there are a lot of times where I just wanted to just go in the corner and just bawl and cry. Or as my girl Yonla said, just go in the bush and weep, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's just like, um, 
it was very heavy. It was very, and sometimes it's still heavy. Yeah. Like, to be honest, today was not a great day because I'm trying to deal with the medical process of this. And it's just like um, wall after wall. Like, you feel like you get past one one hurdle and here comes the next. And so it's just like a constant reopening of the wound. It's like, right. okay, not only do I have to do all of this stuff, nobody's making it easier. And so mm -hmm. emotionally, it really just weighs on you. And the reason why I said grief and the reason why we say grieving normal, because a part of this dream that we have has died. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily to the point that we are just miserable, downtrodden people. That's not where we're at. But it really is like a part and a thought that I had imagined has completely died. And I'm okay with that. You know, mm -hmm. I'm okay. I've I've made my peace with it. You know, as the song says, whatever my lot thou has taught me to say, it is well with my soul. And I have to rest in that. And I have to be okay in that. But does it sting sometimes? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> what do you expect? And it sucks. Like, I'm going to be honest. I'm one of those honest parents. Like, it sucks. Now, that's not to say that I don't enjoy my child, that I'm not happy, that I'm not excited about the things she's doing, that I'm not proud of the things she's doing, proud of the work that I'm doing. But let's be honest. It sucks because... I was not prepared for this. I don't think you were prepared for this. No. And it's like, how? <laughs> you know, like sometimes yeah. you just find yourself like, how did this happen to me? How did, out of all the parents and the children, how did this happen to me? Right. And so yeah. you wrestle with those thoughts, honestly. Yeah. And I, I think even on that, like, I catch myself at times, like trying to not you know, really think about how other, you know, kids, if I'm in the stores, if we're in the store or something, and you see other kids that are, like, around her age or maybe smaller, they're, like, having full conversations yeah. with their parents and stuff, and, you know, someone will say, oh, hi, how are you, what's your name, or something, yeah. and you gotta, you know, try to, <laughs> to <laughs> fake the funk in that moment and be like, hi, my name's Bailey. Her name's Bailey. Right. And, you know, speak Overcompensate. Yeah. Right. And you're, you overcompensate. And it's just like, man, I I really, you know, wish that I could get that moment where she actually would speak back right. to somebody or do what she actually does speak. But, you know, it's consistent with it and, you know, yeah. understands that. This is the response that you get. Yeah, like she could communicate because right. Bailey can say words, but she hasn't learned communication yet. So right. the back and forth. But yeah, I do. I I agree. I I do find myself every now and again. It was worse when she was younger. Before we just kind of really accepted this is what it is, mm -hmm. and you know, God has given us the ability to raise her and giving us the wisdom and the tools and all of this grandiose things to do what we need to do. But you do find yourself overcompensating. It's like when you get into those situations, I'm like, Oh, hi, how old are you? And I make right. sure I'm like, she's three, you know? Right, right, <laughs> now our right. daughter, she's pretty tall. She's about, she's about as tall as maybe a six year old, almost seven year old. Mm -hmm. And as heavy as one, two, cause she's a, she's just a tall girl. And so 
a lot of times people are expecting her. People think she's like five, four or five. And I'm like, no, she's three. You know, and I find myself quick, like she's three, just to take some of the pressure off of them expecting her to speak. And that's another thing. It's like no one has (laughs) prepared me for these big feelings that Mm -hmm. you have. And these feelings are large. And I'm like, you know, I feel like, there should be some kind of resource for parents, you know, mm-hmm. not resource of just this therapy, this doctor, this, 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 but what about the emotional therapy that us parents need? Because it's right. heavy. And at times you can feel like you're drowning. Like I know for a fact, there were times that I felt like I was just completely drowned in my emotion surrounding this. And even outside of the emotion of the responsibility of like the hyperactiveness of my child of the Mm -hmm. the immaturity and not even in a negative way but it's immaturity because she wasn't at her level and so it's like oh my gosh she's she's still doing this she's still doing it and you're like you should be past that and it's like exhausting it's a never-ending cycle and a never-ending like your day really doesn't end until they go to sleep and then they still may wake up in the middle of the night so it's like this never ending cycle. And it's like, how do you even have time to process your own thoughts, your own feelings and emotions in the middle of all of this going on? And so that's, that's like the biggest thing. And it's just, sometimes it can be very overwhelming. Sometimes you could feel like you're drowning. You could feel like you're on an Island, but I just kind of always just think back to get your cry out and get back to business. And that's really why, you know, I said I wasn't going to say the name of the show, but I mean, the episode, but this episode is called Just Keep Swimming because that's sometimes all you can do mm-hmm. is to keep swimming because everything is coming at you with full force. And sometimes all you can do is keep swimming, keep your head straight, keep your focus on this one thing, you know, one day at a time, one thing at a time, even if it's one moment at a time, because sometimes it can get to the point where you're just overwhelmed in the moment. You know what? This is this moment right now, but I'm going to move on and I'm going to process this maybe at a later time. Maybe I can't process it right now because it's too much going on, but I can take this. I can stop and I can keep swimming, keep my head on because I know that this moment is just going to pass. This is not a lasting moment. And it's crazy that you talk about, you know, we, we named it just keep swimming because that whole you know, that movie is about a child that has um, that has a disability. She, had yeah, a, she literally had a disability. He, Nemo was a boy. Well, Dory. Oh, Dory, Dory and Nemo had right. a disability. Yeah. Dory, that, Nemo that's had, true. Nemo, Nemo had, had a physical had a disability. Yep, and Dory, and Dory had, had a mental disability. Very true. And it's, it's just crazy because, like, what the... the, the um, Wow, I jeez, that's crazy. I was thinking <laughs> about the pressures that Marlon had to have to yeah. be able to raise his son, and he was just so overwhelmed with making sure yeah. that he was taken to the care point of. it dis it disabled him, right? Like it made him stuck and right and scared and because he could just trust the process, yeah, and just let the let his son grow up on his own. And figure it out. Now, Dory is a different thing because <laughs> she was freaking and stuff. 
and her parents must have just like they they were good after they had found her again but like it's like you really just honestly have to be like man i know this is a lot but i have to trust you know that god well we we're people of faith so we trust that god didn't give bailey to us for no reason there's a reason that we have her so we have to trust that god gave her uh, God has a plan for us, and yeah. He ain't gonna just leave us out here to not know what to do. He gonna give right. you direction, but and and some of them nights you just be like, "Dog, this is a lot." <laughs> like, bro, like yeah. I gotta find some type of peace in this, yeah. or try to, you know, find some comfort. And thankfully, we have each other yeah. because some people I don't, don't know have that. how single parents with children with autism just right. get through without having somebody right. to help them through it because it's I'm sure it's times where you like, man, I can't do it today. Well you do. You just yeah. Greg, I, I can't do it today. Can you, you know, can you help me out? And both of us are working and on top of that, we're, you know, raising right. her. So it's like it's never a, a moment of just, you know, rest. You have to continuously keep going. But we do have each other. So I am thankful for that part. Yeah, and I've I've seen on social media, you know, because everybody posts on social media. I've seen those parents who are single parents with multiple children with right. autism, and some are more severe, and some are, you know. And so we applaud all of you who are in those situations, and even if you do have a partner, we applaud you because this is not a small feat. It's not an easy feat. And we are doing the thing, okay? Mm -hmm. That we are, and when I say we, I mean you all included. We're doing this, and we're doing the best we can with the limited knowledge and access and resources that we have. And so wherever you are, like, like pat yourself on the back. Give yourself some grace. Mm -hmm. That's my lesson for today. Um, Earlier today, we trying to even get Bailey into a certain doctor and they're like, Oh, take six to eight weeks just to even get your paperwork. And from there, three to six months earliest before we can see her. And most people don't go on before a year. And it's just like, (laughs) it was, it was devastating. It was just, I just cried. I was just like, how, how do they expect us to do this? Mm-hmm. Like we have limited knowledge. Autism is not a very populated thing. I remember when um Tony Braxton found out her son had autism and I remember how big it was the campaigns, the advertisements and how it was just like one in uh, so many thousand have autism like it was such a rare thing and I just looked up at the CDC and it said one in 36 are diagnosed at this point mm. and everybody not getting their kids tested. Right. So that means to tell me that it's way more severe than the medical community is taking it because I feel like if we were taking this very seriously, no way in the world would it take me up to a year to get her to a specific specialist doctor. And just as a parent, it feels debilitating when you are trying everything in your power and you get the runaround. Right. right. Like, okay. (laughs) Like y'all just gonna hit me where it hurts. Okay. 
Like, and you know, and I had to really, today I was talking to my aunt and she was like, you know, you have to focus on the great things that you're doing. You and Greg are doing great things and focus on what you can control and just give yourself, pace yourself and give yourself grace. And I'm like, I want to give myself grace, but I don't know how to. And it's like, and she even said, you know, it's easier to say, give yourself grace, but you actually have to do it. You actually have to be kind to yourself and just understand that you're doing everything that you can do. And some things are just going to be out of your control. And that's just what it is. And so it's from today. And if anybody else wants to start with me, <laughs> let's give ourselves some grace. Let's be kind to ourselves. Let's not beat up on ourselves because we're doing everything that we can do. And I was telling you earlier that, you know, a lot of times, you know, I understand that because this is new for us, you have to be able to have those feelings and be able to express them yeah. without, you know, someone telling you quickly, you know, you're doing such a good job. Yeah. You know, I try to, I try not to yeah. jump straight to that because that's just my nature. And I just, I, I hate for you to feel bad about things. I hate seeing you cry. So <laughs> I definitely true. don't want you to, you know, sit and, you know, have at yourself and just beat yourself up about not, you know, being able to get something done. But I do give you space to, you know, yeah. have those feelings because we really honestly need them sometimes. Yeah. And everybody that's here to pat you on the back, that ain't, you know, that's not really what yeah. we need in those moments, but it's what we take. And so I'm, you know, I'm glad that I can give you those moments because I definitely want to make you feel, you know, comfortable and not, you know, feel like somebody's shutting you up. Yeah. And that's what's needed, especially because it's such an emotional journey is like sometimes you sometimes you do need somebody to just give you the space to feel mm -hmm. and sometimes you do need those words of encouragement sometimes you do need the reality check of okay that wasn't that serious maybe just a little tired because you haven't been sleeping <laughs> you mm -hmm. know and it's all of those things that you need but um it's the emotional weight and I am not a very vulnerable person. So even me doing this podcast, mm -hmm. talking about my feelings oh, is not, it's <laughs> not my strong suit, but it's just such a strong feeling. And it's like, I don't know, like it could feel like a dark cloud. And then at the same time you feel guilty because of the dark cloud, like right. they didn't ask to be here or, right. You know, or it's your responsibility to take care of them. So you mm -hmm. kind of feel guilty for feeling guilty. You feel bad for feeling bad. Right. And it's like the mom guilt is it's hard to explain to men. The mom guilt is uh it's it's something crazy. And then you add on to this because it's like, okay, I feel I have mom guilt just because I'm a mom. And then you add on to, okay, well, Bailey's doing something different and she's been upset lately. So now mm -hmm. you feel even worse because I can't assess what's going on because she can't tell me. And so there have been, oh my God, there's been so many times 
Well, Bailey might just be crying or she hurts herself or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Bailey, what's wrong? What's wrong? Oh my God, just tell. And it's like, and then I'm starting to cry because I feel horrible that I can't understand my child. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if people, those of you who listen who don't have children that are autistic, don't have children with with speech delay, I don't know if you understand how it hurts. Like, it literally yeah. hurts me to my core. Like, I could cry right now. It hurts me to my core that when my child needs something and I can't understand what she needs. Yeah. Like, that is, like, the most gripping feeling. Like, it literally, I lose my breath. Like, yeah. that's all I can explain. It's like, I lose my breath in those moments because it's like, I, I just want to help you, but I don't know what you need. Yeah. And so you try your different coping mechanisms with them and get her calmed down and things like that. And you pray that she's okay. Yeah. But it's like, nobody prepares you. Like, again, nobody prepares you for that. Nobody prepares you for that gut-wrenching feeling of, I can't help my child. Yeah. I think I had that moment when we got COVID. And yeah. I had to, I literally had to just hold her against my chest and she's sitting there, the doctors had to draw blood. Mm. And I can't, you know, do anything to explain to her yeah. that this is what All she needs. All three of us she's... had it and I was the worst. So I could I wasn't even well enough to take her to the ER. So Greg Tinger, so he's telling you about that. And I it was just it was so devastating to hear her wheezing on my chest yeah. and she's crying, she's confused at what's going on. Why mm-hmm. are we in this place? Or I don't I don't really know what I'm just thinking that these are possibilities of things that could be wrong with her. And I don't actually know the yeah. gist of what's going on. But all I could do was literally hold her on my chest and just either sing to her or I pray or I just tell her I love her. Cause yeah. There's no way that I can know, you know, what's really bothering her. And so, (sighs) moments like those just really kind of, it gets to you because it's it's such a difficult situation and you can't really get (laughs) a a guidebook on how to do, you know, how to really understand and do what we're doing. And so, you know, for me, <laughs> I I love my daughter. I love her very much. And and I wanted to say, too, like, you guys, like, also with, with I know with the feelings of, um, uh, of what's going on with your child, don't be embarrassed by your children. I know sometimes yeah. there, that there can be moments where you are embarrassed by, you know, things and, you know, Bailey's not, you know, really severe. So yeah. she has, she does have moments where she'd just be out and we'd be at the store and she'd be out howling or singing <laughs> real loud and, yeah. or doing stuff. And, you know, people would turn around and look like, what's going on? And you like, oh, whatever. Like for me, I just, I start singing with her because I'm, <laughs> I'm not going, I'm not going to make Bailey feel insecure about what yeah. she's doing. So I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying in and sing with her. If yeah. she, 
making random weird, you know, random noises. I'm going to make them noises with her too, because that's my daughter. And you can't tell me that what she's doing ain't normal. I I don't care. Right. It'll be what it is. And we both will be sitting there in the store making noises together. But she's also a musical genius. (laughs) So I I like to throw that one out there too. Oh, Lord. Our our daughter is very advanced. And it's just amazing how... Like when we were talking about the divergent stuff, like she has so many little intricate things that Mm -hmm. she does that is just mind blowing, even though people, you know, it would be uh, uh, correct medically to say that she's uh, delayed in things. But there's a lot of things that I feel like she's super advanced in, like her hearing, she hears very well Mm -hmm. and she can pick out things and Melanie's and I'll be sitting in the car like, dude, like you're you're doing something that yeah. most adults would struggle with right. doing that that they can't do. So Greg's a singer. For those who don't know, Greg's a singer. So he's he's elaborating and and enjoying about how amazing musically his child is. <laughs> It brings him so much joy to his child is musically inclined. But that's the thing. It's like, even though this process sucks at some point, you have to see the silver lining. You have to see the gold at the end of the rainbow and see the bigger picture and see that even if the smallest thing is that outside of her talents, Bailey is happy. Yeah. She's well adjusted. And so... Those are the things that keep us going. Those are the things that heal our hearts at the end of the day and make us feel whole. And really, we decided, the two of us, we said, even if it's just whatever whatever Bailey does, whatever improvement she shows, shows we're going to celebrate it. Right. We're going to rejoice in it. We're going to be excited about it because... I don't want to be caught up in wanting her to do this big grand gesture thing. And Mm -hmm. I miss the little things. And I miss the things that are just as equally worth celebrating and being grateful for. So really, it's just um, a change in our hearts and our thoughts and our minds to be grateful for and to be to celebrate. Because honestly, even though she has autism... There are children with way far more diseases, parents that are going through surgeries with yeah. their children, all of this stuff. And so I can't get caught up in worrying about when she's going to say hi, who she's right. going to say hi to, if she's ever going to want to hug. You know, like Bailey's very, mm-hmm. Bailey's a huggable kid. She loves to hug. But like certain things, like I'm not going to get caught up in those big details and miss celebrating the important things, which is whatever she does, I'm mm-hmm. going to celebrate for sure. And I, I honestly have a maybe tomorrow attitude about a lot of things that she does. She That's is good. Maybe when she tomorrow. walks in the door and she, I, I noticed like a lot of times you'll say hi Bailey and stuff. Yeah. And if she don't say it, you don't really be bothered by it because I think in my mind, all right, maybe tomorrow you say it. And that, yeah. that's my continuous attitude about it is that maybe tomorrow. And I'm not going to allow the moment to mess me up. She may not ever say, Daddy, I love you. But every time that that little girl grabs me and hugs me tight mm-hmm. and holds me and 
I'm just excited to I, see you. I know without a doubt that that girl loves me. Yeah. She, she'll, it, it's, there's been times where we would be somewhere uh, like if we're at an OT appointment and I left, I've left to go get something out of the car and the uh, OT teacher will say, she, she couldn't stop saying daddy, daddy, daddy. <laughs> and she's crying. She's like bawling, screaming daddy, daddy, daddy. But as soon as I get in there, she won't say it no more. <laughs> it's moments like that, that I know my daughter loves me and I, I don't ever have to hear her say it. Yeah. I know she loves her daddy. Yeah, so, absolutely. Bailey yeah. loves her daddy. It, it, she, she may not say it today, maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. Come on. That's a, that encouraged me. You ain't never told me that. <laughs> I think it, I think that's one of the, that's one from the books of Caroline. Cause I feel like she said something like that before, but Caroline is her that's uh, my mother. Her uh, Janice's mom. Uh, that's Grammy. Grammy. Grammy definitely. And Nana would probably say something like that too. My mother. But um yeah, like I, I just honestly had to take that thought and approach to everything that she does. Uh, she may not do it consistently, maybe tomorrow. Absolutely. And so I hope that, you know, even though we kind of talked about the heavy weighted things, I hope that you guys can take something and feel encouraged by something because yeah. that's what, you know, that's what we all need. Even parents who don't have children on spectrum, we just need that encouragement and we need to know that we're doing good. And so if you could take away anything from today, I hope you take away of giving yourself some grace, being yeah. kind to yourself and maybe tomorrow. <laughs> so just be encouraged by that. Thank you for continuing on this journey with us and we will see you guys next episode. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey in parenting. If no one has told you, you're doing an amazing job. Keep pushing and take care of yourself. This is Grieving Normal with Greg and Janice.